the headphones on. So maybe what we talk about might actually have something that, you know. What are you guys talking about? Uh, well, Brittany, we're already recording, so I can't reveal what we're going to discuss, but you're welcome to be part of it. I don't even know if our mic's on. Well, I can hear you, so. Mm. I don't think it's on, but I totally have hooked this up before, so. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> Oh, now I can hear myself. Yes. Mm. Is there some headphones around here, B? Or mm. Where was I supposed to go? Device setting? No, no, no. You're good. It's just that the microphone is literally picking my voice up as it goes throughout your speakers and back into your microphone. Yeah. It's too close. That's what uh, I said. It's basically like feedback. No, we just got to turn off. You guys got to plug headphones in. You got like a set of earbuds? Yeah, I'm sorry, splitter. folks. We're just getting all set up here, and uh, Tarek is behind again, of course. Not behind. Thought we were gonna have a nice little chat, you know, the three of us, and then you're like, "Nope." T. <laughs> uh, that's true. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I wanted to talk about Stranger Things. That was set up because. For... Oh, I don't know what happened to you now. You there? I think I may have lost them. Check, one, two, Oh, check. there we go. Money, we're back. We're back. Actually, uh, way better quality because it's the proper mic. That's perfect. Perfect. Except your faces are still frozen. If I knew how to take a screenshot with this Mac, I would, and then I would put these pictures up online because Brittany would not be thrilled no. with her facial expressions. Am I eating something? Uh, no, you just look unsatisfied. All right. Like, you just ingest is something that tastes terrible. Well, that's not true, because I just made like, delicious. Like you're dinner. eating corned beef. Huh? Huh? Yes. <laughs> There's a good one. Okay, should I plug this in? Cheer, girl. <laughs> is, that oh. you, is that you talk around the host, Eric? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Are you guys oh, you went choppy on me there. What's up? Can you hear me? Yeah, absolutely. Can you hear me? This is garbage. Are you sure you want me part of this? I was going to do homework, but... Yeah, why not? Do you not want to be I'm part of it? No, I do. I mean, you can stick around and just give us your thoughts on uh, on our pop culture bits. Yeah. Okay. Are you guys going to do that right away? We we can start with it if you like. Um, for those of you that didn't pay attention to last week, I was giving the most vague and basic review of Stranger Things possible because Tarek and his wife Brittany uh, were not caught up yet. And so they finally finished up on Saturday, which is why we're going to kind of kick things off with a more in-depth review. So if you haven't watched Stranger Things yet, I would probably suggest fast-forwarding at least five minutes. And if you still catch the last tail end of us talking about it, I apologize. However, <laughs> it's been two weeks. For sure, get up with binge culture and watch the nine bloody episodes that are there. It's, it's not hard. It's nine hours of your life. I did you will it. Love it's, it. It's really eight hours of your life because I did it in ten, and I took two one-hour breaks. 
So you can do it too. Anyways, you guys just watched it. What did you guys think? We loved it. I loved it. I loved it too. Ah, oh, it's the best. It's so good. Like, okay. let me ask you this right off the top because I've read a bunch of articles now, and they've all come back with the same criticism, which is everyone seemed to hate the one episode where it was just like all about eleven. Yeah, you know, we didn't love that. It really? just felt like I, 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 I got what they were trying to do, kind of, yeah. but it's just tough because it was more about the next season, I think. Right. Because in terms of season two, at the beginning of the episode and the end of the episode, we ended up in the same place. Kind of. Eleven. I don't know. She just got back to Hawkins anyway. She goes for a little road trip and realizes she she needs to come back. And it's just kind of like, this all feels like, let's just set this show up for another season as opposed to focusing on this season. But it wasn't bad. Yeah. It wasn't yeah, bad. That's fair. I See, didn't hate it. I really enjoyed it. I like, I mean, but I'm also a sucker for whenever I watch any show and get actually invested in it. I like seeing kind of character arcs and so i like to see the progression well, the characters go through and so that's where i actually really valued that because you see a lot of who she is and where she's come from and where she's going uh throughout that episode i found and totally. um number eight helps 11 channel that like anger and that power that Absolutely. 11 uses in the that's final true. episode that's right? a good point actually Maybe she it's wouldn't not be as... able she wouldn't have been able to do that without that's her little point. road trip so yeah fair enough. fair enough i think it was I think it fit. It was, it was kind of random, but yeah. it did end up working for them. I mean, especially how disillusioned I was with season two of Riverdale. Just to have a season two of a show just be so good. So good. Because it's a tough, I mean, it's such a weird niche genre type thing that it's like it's tough to probably do that twice. And they did. Mm -hmm. They had, I, I would like, I don't know, I could say the second season may be better than the first. I don't know. Matt, I was hook, line, and sinker. Like, I was... Oh, I haven't been so obsessed with a show in a while. On the last, on season, or episode eight of season two, I was starting to get, like, really panicky of what I was going to do when it was done. I was stressing. <laughs> yeah, it was like, we couldn't even enjoy the last couple episodes because all Brittany was doing is, oh, no, Derek, it's almost done. What are we going to do? I love it so much. And you know what? It's just, it's very compelling. Uh, I just, I, I liked a lot of what we got to see. Um... What'd you guys think of these? Uh, what'd you guys think of Bob? Bob was my favorite. Bob was awesome. Bob was like, I was going to ask you parts. who your favorite new character was, but yeah, Bob was great. Um, it was sad when he left. I mean, when he left, when he, when he got he killed, goes is he got so eaten. awesome. Uh, and you think for a second, like, oh, Bob's going to make it, and then when he does the classic Oof. stop and wave, it's like, okay, that's anytime that happens in a movie, especially a horror-ish, thriller-ish type show, you know he's going to die. Oh, sure that enough. that got me though. Like the minute. He like gets through those doors and closes them, and it's just like, yes, Bob makes it. <laughs> and then, boom, he just gets taken down by that dog, and, and just, he gets eaten. Oh man! And they just show those things just feasting on his oh, body, which is wild. Do. So I was like, wow. you know, Bob. Bob wasn't even supposed to have like as big of a a role as he did, but they, it just kept like evolving and. They were like, we like this character. Like producers yeah. and like creators were like, we like this character too much. Like he's got to be so through endearing. the whole thing. Absolutely. Well, if you guys are suckers for the show like I am, Netflix also put out a series called Already Beyond Stranger. Yeah. You did? It all. Yes, yeah. I did too. So I watched. I'm, I watched season I'm two on Friday. What's it called? You say obsessed. It's called it's Beyond Stranger Things. Beyond Stranger Things. That's what it is. Yeah. I watched season two all day Friday. 
And then when I got home from my basketball game on that Friday night, I watched probably six se- or six episodes of it that night and then finished it off on Saturday morning. Wow. I was just, I was hooked. I loved it, oh, though. It was good. Absolutely. It's really good. I thought it was so well done. Like, the whole, I loved the whole thing with Will. I just thought it was so perfectly creepy and, like, oh. progressively creepy. Like, yes. as he started to become more and more evil or whatever. I, I love watching, it. like, I mean... I like Steve's character a lot. We love Steve. Like, oh my dude, god! Was I not he, right I by like saying he, he was team MVP? He was the MVP season MVP, two. MVP hard. <laughs> I felt like at the end of the first season, you were like, "Yeah, Steve's a solid guy." But I was kind of like, "Man, I think I think um, Nancy should have been with Jonathan, you know." And Jonathan was a nice guy. She shouldn't have ended up with Steve. By the end of season two, though, you're like, "Man, Jonathan, Jonathan's cool or whatever." But Steve, Nancy, how can you have Steve and not choose him? How could you choose <laughs> Jonathan? Steve's dude. the best. I, we loved his little moment on the train tracks with Dustin. Oh, that was yeah. so good, and right? Sarah Fawcett hair. We were oh, just that was dying. so good. And then, at, like the and end, then when he's driving, when they get the like, ball, and it's just like, yeah. I know. It's like, why is he driving Dustin? He's just doing that because he's like the big brother figure now to, totally to Dustin. Bros. It's like they're they're totally bros. Oh, it's so I don't know. Steve's character was so cool to me. It also fits really well because uh, from what we see, Dustin doesn't have a dad or a. Uh, any siblings just as a mom so, he's so that guy this can yeah. be kind of his male influence in his life which is also kind of cool yeah totally and Dustin I feel like Dustin was another breakout character this season Dustin and Steve oh, yeah. you know like in the first season they were there but they weren't you know super main characters but I feel like they stole the show season yep. two yeah well Maddie what was your favorite like character development like what character were you like in season two wow I learned so much more and I like you so much more well, Steve was easily one of my faves. Uh, when he fights that entire pack of uh, I know. What like, a badass. monsters in the junkyard, yeah. He's like doing some rolls on those car hoods with his. He does like, it with style, right? He nail, doesn't just, you know. <laughs> nail filled bat. It was just awesome. Um, but I don't know. If there's one character I really like seeing develop, it was probably. Uh, it was probably Eleven. I really liked what they did with her because she played a really like subtle role at the beginning uh, where she wasn't kind of the main focus for probably, I don't know, quite a few episodes. So she yeah, like, loses it on Hopper in, uh, in the little cabin there. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden she kind of came out and kind of began to steal the show. And I, I mean, I'm probably in the minority who really enjoyed that like kind of solo no, episode she had but uh i really did enjoy it it was a good time so yes. i yeah. love 11 yeah i think it, she just uh, i don't know i'm excited for the uh superhero team up in season three of 11 and eight i think that's gonna be <laughs> maybe there's cool. more of them Tarek. maybe we're there gonna get more. i mean there's one through one, seven one through seven and then nine, <laughs> and, and, nine ten. and ten at least I mean, it seems like it's strange to end on eleven, but maybe there's maybe they did end on eleven. Oh man, yeah, no, it was uh... even even Hopper was really cool this season. Absolutely, absolutely, he was so yeah. cool. See, and I liked uh, what's his name, uh, Flip Billy, dude with the dude with the oh, mullet. Yeah, the... just so great. 
I know at that scene with him and Mike's the, the Wheeler mom. Yeah. It was just like me and Brittany were like, "What is going on right now?" <laughs> oh, that was so um, good though. That was, that was just so, so funny. Good. It was I love so how good. I love how she was reading that romance novel in the bath, and then like yeah. the dude on the cover is exactly him. <laughs> Hi, Mrs. Wheeler. Or no, no. What did he say? Hi, you must be Nancy's sister. <laughs> I think what was even better was the fact I'm pretty sure you didn't have a single button done up on that uh, on that. <laughs> but honestly he reminded me so much of if you guys ever get the chance watch a movie called young blood uh it's a a rob Lowe movie about him being a junior hockey player uh who moves to canada from i think north dakota or minnesota something like that i could see a junior hockey player just like that so So, but that's it and it's like an 80s movie and like billy rob Lowe from young blood pretty sure they're like the exact same guy so it's pretty great. That's all I could think of the whole time. Every time he was in a scene, all I could think of was Rob Lowe from the Billy, 80s. Is Billy his name? I think it's Billy. Yeah, I think that was his name. It's uh, See, that dude is terrifying. I don't like him. Yeah. So scary. But they, the they did show you know where it comes from with his with his dick of a dad, and so oh, I think yeah. they they did that to give him a little bit more depth, so that also, next season we can we can learn to love him. Derek, is he a racist? Yeah, that's what I was trying to figure yeah, out. I was, I was like, why does he hate Lucas so much? And they and never he, made it clear if it was a race thing. And he makes it very clear not to hang out with that kid. Yeah. That's, and I'm that's like, what I was yeah. wondering. I kept asking Brittany that, and I thought they would address it in the uh, Beyond the Stranger Things or whatever, but they didn't. They and never so did, no. I wasn't sure if there was something he did that, that Billy thought was weird or if he is just a racist. And it's weird because he's from California, which is obviously known as being one of the most More progressive, progressive states in the United States yeah. altogether. But he really doesn't look like he's from California. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I also might that. be in the minority, but I just I couldn't get on board with Mad Max. What? I liked her. Brittany didn't like Maxine. Why? What was I don't your know. issue with her? I liked the love triangle that was happening for like the majority I, of that season. I'm Team Eleven, and I don't like Matt. <laughs> oh I don't want her there. Gosh. You don't she's, have to choose. She's sweet okay? and everything, but she doesn't belong. <laughs> oh man, she was just so tough. It's funny because these boys are she such was. wimps for yes. being like the girls teenagers. are badasses. Yeah, especially like you saw when they went trick or treating, and she came out dressed as uh, was Jason. Jason no, 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 no. It was, uh, it was the Halloween guy, I think. Oh yeah, what's his Michael name? Michael Myers. There yeah. we go. And, uh, yeah, and they're all like, they jump back. They're all scared of her, and so it's just like <laughs> these guys, these kids are not tough. And yet, yeah, now they have this girl who is. Yeah. Then when she stabs her brother with that syringe, that needle. Oh, I know. And then almost so hits great. him in the nuts with a nail bat. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, chick's a badass. Way too close. Yeah. In front of everybody, and everyone's like, don't mess with that girl. <laughs> also, can I just point out, so, one, I'm not a fan of, like, biology, uh, but probably the grossest scene to me out of the whole thing is when they've got all those like heaters going around Will, and oh. his veins all go like black. Ooh, yeah, like I was getting oh, sick yeah. watching that. Like it's just so gross to me. That scene was like hard to watch. You can watch a dude get eaten by a, a demi or whatever a demi dog, demi dog. But yeah. you can't watch some veins Dude, showing up. That <laughs> just that reminds me of like blood poisoning. Yeah. Like Whoa, a, but just like yeah. throughout his whole body, ugh, just gross, I, just I, gross. That was like an exorcism kind of a scene. Oh it yeah, was, it was 
Very I felt like creepy. Will, very good actor. Like, he's one of the best actors. I you know, think. and I mean, to, he was barely in the first season, and all of a sudden, when he's they're trying all to, in the second season, and he's killing it. Yeah, when they're trying to like get Will, like they're talking to him with all their memories and his like face and the way that he's reacting to them was just so. Ugh, just gets yeah. <laughs> No, I'm excited. These are I want to follow all these kids on Instagram, kids. but it's creepy because they're like 14 27. Exactly <laughs> I can't. Uh, it's funny. Well, I mean, I'm glad we all enjoyed it. and Can't wait till next Halloween when we get a new Stranger Things, I That's think. That's exactly it. It was good. It was really good. I'm so sad. I'm sad that we didn't start watching it sooner. Everyone told us how great it was, and we just kept putting it off and putting it off because it just didn't look that good, and the premise of it sounds dumb. Like It's hard to describe it to someone who's completely never heard of it and make it sound like it's a good show well see and i was i was six months late to the party as well like i never watched season one (laughs) until january uh and that was because i was sick one day like just was not feeling well so i stayed home from work and watched the whole first season in bed wow i love it and uh all in all in one day so i've got kind of a streak going just with this show where i've watched the whole season in one day in basically one sitting almost it's hard to it's hard to stop in between the episodes Absolutely. though because they leave on such cliffhangers all the time Isn't yeah, that which weird? Is, Isn't it funny weird for a show they, that they put all episodes up online but they do that. Exactly it's it. smart it's still smart right so yeah, that's it, why we like all of seat. saturday it was literally probably I, it was not four hours i mean I it's it snowing was, and it was five hours go gross out stopped like for an episode to eat breakfast and then take took breakfast back up to our room and <laughs> got back under the covers yeah. and watched Stranger Things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I, mean, I think people are crazy because I I think this is just the reality that this is like the new norm of consuming media. Yeah, I I love the idea that next year when it comes out, they're gonna release all nine or ten episodes at once. Yeah, <laughs> that's just and, great. And you can believe that if I'm in school again next or next fall, be, yeah, I, I will be doing the exact same thing again. <laughs> awesome. Uh, did you like Matt? Did you like season two better? Ooh, or that's a good question. I like them in different ways, but I would probably say I do like season two better only because one that i found there were more characters more compelling characters that we already had a basis off of what they were like um and yeah i i i can't think of anyone that wasn't in season two that i like really missed from season one like barb let's get over barb okay? barb yeah she, i never thought she was coming back she wasn't as compelling wasn't of a character <laughs> she's dead and so yeah she's got double down on ethel and <laughs> archie <laughs> And, I mean, the other part of it, too, is Bob was way better than Barb, in my opinion. Yeah, it's too Bob bad was Bob way died. better. Oh, yeah. He's definitely not coming back. Yeah. <laughs> Rip those yeah. threads. So, I mean, I'm curious to see what they do for season three. It's going to be interesting stuff. But see uh, how long we have to wait. Yeah, it is going to be interesting. Oh, it's going to be good, though. Oh, absolutely. Man, what a guess, eh? I never, honestly, th- th- this is the thing about this show... I hate. I normally hate psych or not psychological um, sci-fi sci-fi movies. I'm, I'm just not into that stuff. But yeah, I got yet. so hooked. So well done. Yeah, I I think that's probably a pretty common thing for a lot of people though. Is like and the oh. '80s feel like there. It was just so many things that they did well. Yeah. And so many like endearing characters. It's hard not to really love it. So. All I can yeah. say is I think Steve, hands down, best character. Oh, so cool. He's so awesome. He's so awesome. I love how we like 
flips the he like takes the bat out of his yeah out of his trunk and flips it around and do you still have the bat? What yeah. bat? The one with the, the, with nails. the nails in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And I love how everyone's like, "Why are you hanging out with Steve?" Because no one would get back to me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear on that Beyond Stranger Things how they said like they were contemplating his character and what the turning point for him was? On season one, the last episode on season one, when they had him go back and help help uh, Nancy and what's yeah. his name? Jonathan, yep. Jonathan. They said we could have had him walk away and that would have been it for Steve. Like oh. his character is who you thought he was. but See, and now oh. now he's a vital player to this whole thing. And oh, I, yeah. Oh, I, I won't lie. He's the one I'm looking forward to seeing what happens to him. Me too. Hope he never because loses that bat. After I just read this article today, someone pointed out the fact that Nancy was helping Steve with his college application. Yeah, so he's going away. And so they don't know if he's going away or maybe if he sticks around town because he's pretty stupid. <laughs> no, I guess. So, She's saying he might he might try to go away but not be smart enough. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So yeah. I guess they alluded to the potential that he could end up like staying in Hawkins and working for his dad or something like that. Yeah, yeah it was just a rich family, right? So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. How sad was it at the end when Dustin asked all those girls to dance oh. and none of them? Were, oh, I was I, like, I'm glad Tarek didn't look over because was I was actually crying. <laughs> he didn't look at me. He didn't turn his head, but my, I had tears rolling down my face, and because I was sad the season was over. But Dude, Nancy comes <laughs> in, totally, totally redeems Dustin as being yeah. you know, Does the, the ladies' man, the hot girl hookup. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That was, and then when Eleven came, when Will was just looking around, and then she walks in, I was like, "Okay, I'm done. <laughs> this is this is too much emotion." It was a little weird for me. I was like, "Man, these are these are freaking kids right now kissing on this dance floor." But they made it. They made it. They they represented it exactly the way I felt like it would have been. Right. It was they were just, awkward oh, little yeah. first kiss. We're fine. Middle exactly. school dance. Come on now. What more do you want? Hmm. It was not creepy. No, it wasn't weird. It wasn't at weird. All. It, it just was felt just... weird. It's like, am I watching these children kiss right now? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Anyways, we've been talking Stranger Things for probably like 10 minutes now. <laughs> uh, well over that. Closer to 15. But uh, yeah, if you guys haven't listened to or watched it yet, please go and do so. Now that we've basically ruined and dissected the whole thing. Oh yeah, spoilers. Spoiler <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got... Well, I only really have one piece of pop culture news that I wanted to get your opinion on. Okay. Um, dude, the Beebs and Selena are kind of a thing Happy again. Huh? I didn't know that. Yeah, a little no, throwback. Some people are just meant to be. It's just, it's just amazing. <laughs> so that I was that. that was my big piece of breaking news. Even though it's very much broken already. That was actually your piece of breaking news. Uh, yeah. Well, it was and the you only thing you wanted my opinion. You on? know, <laughs> I was trying to think of other things that I could mention in our pop culture minute, oh, and man. that was really it. And I was going to tell you about my movie list. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, we can talk about the beeps if you want, but I think we could probably just skip. Yeah, I was also kind of thinking it would be a very short-lived piece because yeah. I had no real interest in talking I mean, about good it. for them, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I was going to tell you about this movie list that I built. Right, yeah. So, for all our listeners, Maddie asked a group of us old friends from college to give them the five best movies, five our five favorite movies we would take to us if we were stranded on a desert island for six months, and so we did. And now I want to hear what Maddie had to say. Okay, mm. so 
here's the thing. I'll tell you this part first. So I don't know where this idea came from. I, it just kind of clicked in my head as I was watching TV. And I realized, like, there's a lot of great movies that people talk about. A lot of classics. You know, people discuss things like Gone with the Wind, Citizen Kane, Casablanca. You know, those those <laughs> types of movies. Anything in the past 50 years or what? Well, well, that's what I mean, though, right? <laughs> like, they talk about these ones as being, like, untouchable. These are the greatest movies ever. Don't ever remake them. Don't ever, you know, re-release them. Anything. Just leave them as, exactly as they are. Uh, and I, I started looking up you know, top 100 movies of all time lists. And I probably read about close to a dozen articles. And I was kind of skimming through and looking through, and I was like, man, there's a lot that I haven't watched in here. So I started to compile a list of 50 movies that I want to now watch over the next 6 to 12 months that are deemed to be the greatest of all time. The goats. Yeah. (laughs) So as as I was kind of scrolling through them all, I was looking for the ones that all kind of link together and everyone kind of deems... Um, you know, Give us in that top list, five, five to ten. So I didn't put them in exact order, but I will break okay. down a few of them. Um, obviously, The Godfather and Godfather Part Two. Okay, never seen them, but yeah, mm-hmm. I've heard those. You've are good, never though. watched The Godfather? I know, I know. Tarek, I'm giving you your own look of my <laughs> hand on my forehead. I yeah, just need to get Tarek. the head shake going on, and uh, Casablanca's on there. Uh, Citizen Kane. Um, Gone with the Wind. That's why I actually brought up those exact three. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, on the Waterfront. Never heard of it. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Heard of it, never seen it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's a good one. Uh, E.T. The okay, Wizard never of Oz. Seen it. Uh, no. Psycho. That's weird. Uh, Psycho. Apocalypse Now. I'll find a couple other ones in here. That's the Mel Gibson one, right? About. Apocalypse Now? Apocalypse Now? No, you're thinking Apocalypto. Apocalypse, Apocalypse Now is Marlon Brando and I can't remember who else is in it. Anyways, okay, I know older it's film. Uh, Goodfellas, um, The Dark Knight, uh, yeah. Titanic. So you've um, seen a couple. Titanic? Uh, yeah. So, oh. yeah, I've definitely seen yeah, you, probably... Is it Titanic you said? Yeah. So yeah. probably about one-third of these movies I've watched already. Oh, okay. Um, and my intention is to kind of go through them, not through like a critical eye, but kind of a critical eye, uh, especially the ones that I haven't watched, but also just enjoying good cinema. And I also want to like give you guys a quick update on ones that like are deemed classics that people do consider untouchable. And I want to like basically break it down and say, are these overrated or underrated or, you know, however they go. So anyways, I did ask you guys. Uh, for your opinions on your top five. Yeah. And I was already at number 44 when I asked, or 43. You got your last six from that list? Uh, Definitely didn't, nope. But <laughs> I did appreciate your guys' uh, opinions. I added <laughs> a few into here, though. Uh, which ones did I actually add on? Mm, a couple of them were already actually in here. Like, Gladiator was already in here. Oh, good film. Uh, but I think, and It's a Wonderful Life is already in here, um, and The Sound of Music. Mike said The Sound of Music, which I've never watched The Sound of Music before. Oh, so. really? Yeah, it's good. It's long, it's but it's good. And then I also added Life is Beautiful. Yeah, that's one, that one's good, too. I've very sad, but very good. And so, yeah, man, so I'm going to go through these 50 movies. Uh, maybe I'll throw the list up on our Facebook page or something like that. Yeah, we should. Look at we should. It. If anyone else wants to participate... Are you yeah. going to watch the ones you've seen before again? Absolutely. I already started. Yesterday okay. I watched uh, The Shawshank Redemption. 
Oh, I'm trying to get Brittany I to watch that. Have that. you met Brittany's dad? I've never met her dad, no. He looks just like Timothy Robbins. Not just like him, but a lot of people tell him he looks like Timothy Robbins. Oh, wait. I feel like I've seen a picture of him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we talked uh, about it on our podcast. Shawshank's on Netflix. I'm going to try and see if I can get yeah. Brittany to watch oh it my while gosh. it's on there. Okay, Brittany, keep in mind, it's a two-hour and 20-minute movie, but it's... Don't tell her stuff like that. It's heavily involved, though. Time out. No. Very it's a good movie. It's one of the. It's a ha- it's a good movie. It's easily my favorite movie of all time, and it's one of the best really? movies you'll ever oh, consume. Yeah. I could no see that. That's not an unreasonable thing to say. It's a good movie. Uh, it's crazy though. I think maybe I'm I haven't seen it in a long enough time, but I really feel like Morgan Freeman looks exactly the same. And that movie's probably twenty years old. Like if, it might be more than that. <laughs> you for sure have to pay attention. Yeah. But it's good. I would. I totally would. Yeah, we should watch I it. just need to, yeah. I think, you know, what would be interesting, though, is I find with a lot of older movies that are, everyone thinks they're so good and blah, 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 so much of what makes it good is is the context in which it was released. And it's hard to get in the headspace to understand the circumstances around that. Do you know what I mean? For example, um, the original Star Wars. People love them. I love them. But it's like if someone who's not a fan watches the original Star Wars after participating in our current movie, sort of, they're not going to be like, you know what I mean? Right, it's just, right. it's, it won't be wild. it's context specific. And I, for example, so we got Citizen Kane and Casablanca. We're going <laughs> so far back in yep. terms of where we were. And so it'll be interesting to see maybe, I don't know, Actually, think of it that way. Like you know, try to get to, into the headspace of what people were thinking about. That's the that other time. cool part is... I actually have movies that span from the 20s all the way to 2015. Right. So uh, my most recent movie on there is Mad Max Fury Road. Okay. Which is also one of my favorites, I might add. That's a good Uh, movie. But it was on actually several lists as being one of the greatest of all time, which I was shocked that it was already on there. But It's not that good. uh, How dare you? That's an incredibly good movie. Must be real. Um, But anyways, yeah. So... I got uh... like Citizen Kane's one. I watched Citizen Kane, and I thought it was. I mean, it captivated me, it kept my interest, which is tough because, you know, in the twenty first or twenty first, yeah, twenty first century, we've kind of been um, conditioned to to really need a lot more going on in a movie. Right. I guess in a way, um, but it was good in that regard. Time but out. I would be so interested you... to understand it in its context. You need. That's true. More going on That's in a movie. I think, to be fair, though, there would be a yeah. lot of people my age and younger who would need a lot going on in a movie because of the way movies are made nowadays. I love, but, you know, dry, dialogue-filled films. I don't mind dialogue-filled films, but they've got to be... They've got to catch you. They've got to keep your attention. They've got to work a little bit harder at it, I think, because our attention spans have decreased. Whether it's good or bad, that's just the way it is. Yeah, uh, that's fair. That's fair. But... I would be interested to understand the context of Citizen Kane because that movie is 1930s, 1920s. Uh, 1930s, I think, but or yeah, 1940s. No, I don't know. Anyways, it's quite old, and so it'd be interesting to know what they were, what people would have thought about that movie in that time. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, it's it's good. I got I got quite a few older ones in here, which I'm looking forward to because I've never watched a lot of them. Um, but it's gonna be it's gonna be good. I had one actually recommended to me. Uh, called the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've seen. Which I've heard of the. I believe it's from the, the 80s, play. but or maybe it's the 70s. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, I'm looking forward to that one as well. Um, 
but yeah, I got I got stuff deep into the past, and I got stuff that's you know newer and from the two thousands and the nineties and the eighties, and it's gonna be good. It's gonna be really so good. You, are you telling us now every week you're gonna give us a uh, um, movie maybe, movie moments? Maybe, give us a little update. Maybe I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see how it goes. My goal is to watch about at least one to two per week. I want to okay. try and smash this list uh, within six months, but we'll see how that goes. Did any of my five make it on your list? Uh, definitely not, no. <laughs> what were your five, Terry? Oh, Derek, goodness, I was just asking good. for courtesy more than anything. I didn't want to <laughs> get an earful from you during the text message about how I was ignoring your, Fair enough. your opinions. <laughs> you guys got to know, these guys are pretty uppity. and Independence Day. Oh, I appreciate Independence this movie Day. and how fancy it is. <laughs> That's one. <laughs> Um, no, I didn't make the list. Independence Day. What's that other one? With oh, Derek, you did say La La Land, which I just about added. Actually, you should have. It's a good film. Watch See, it. that's a good example of a movie, though. That I think if we showed that to our kids or something, they'd be like, "Why would you like this movie so much?" It. I don't know. You know what I mean? Oh, I did have the sum of all fears on here. Okay. And yeah. then I got rid of it for No Country for Old Men. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Twenty-two Jump Street. List. I was not going to take seriously. Or old school. <laughs> so you were down well, to three. If you're, right to if you're on an, a desert island for five, for six months, you gotta laugh at least. <laughs> I, I mean, comedy. Yeah, but are those really rewatchable movies? Yes. I feel like dramatic. Jump 22 Jump Street, absolutely. Yeah, I feel like so comedies are way more rewatchable than like thrillers or dramatic movies because you know what's gonna happen in the thriller and the dramatic movies, so it's not as exciting. You know what's funny is. I always think um, of movies that I could watch over and over till the day I die, and I think Shawshank Redemption is actually one of those, and it is a drama and a thriller. Oh, thrillers maybe a stretch, but it's definitely a drama. It's got yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean by thriller, though. Something a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, yeah, so my list, Fast Five. That's Fast and Furious Five, for those who aren't in the know. <laughs> but some of all fears. Ben Affleck, Morgan Freeman from the early 2000s. Jack Ryan film. Good film. Old school. Now, this movie had Will Ferrell, Luke Wilson, Vince Vaughn. Snoop Dogg. Um, Snoop Dogg's in that Snoop one. Snoop Dogg's in it for a little bit. Snoop uh, for, for those of you that are Grey's Anatomy fans, Emily Pompeo is in it. Oh, that's right, too, before she was on Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. And this was before Will Ferrell and Vince Vaughn and Luke Wilson were really that big. That's what made it so cool. So they, it's, it's really good. Really fun movie. La La Land, which is currently, everyone knows what that is. And 22 Jump Street. So my movie list is all over the place because I was going to be on Desert Island for six months and I didn't yes, want to watch well, one kind of movie. Valid. I mean, I'm not. I'm not discounting everything you said. I really enjoy the Fast and the Furious movies, and Fast Five is a top three Fast and the Furious movie for me. It's such a good one. It's a good one. Um, and before we wrap up this pop culture minute, T, I want you to know that I watched both Bad Boys movies today. Oh man, there you go. I'm getting prepped for our episode when we do nothing but buddy cop films. Oh my gosh! And buddy uh, cop films. Hey, Brittany. Just so you know, if there's a weekend where Tarek literally does nothing but watch buddy cop movies, it's research for the podcast. True. So you can't even get mad. We're researching for, can we call it professional development? I don't know if you could call it that. (laughs) If we made money, we could totally use it as a tax write-off. Yeah, it's true. But I guess you need need income to write off taxes. You approve of one? I approve of Let's Be Cops. 
Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that one. Seen Bad Boys too? I think Britney fell asleep in Bad Boys too. Yeah. Couldn't Dude, even believe it. All I'm no, saying, T, is I've got I'm, I've started working on a rubric for grading so that we can break oh, like down it. the best. That's the thing. We do need to movies. break it down a little bit. We can't That's just talk it. about how great they are. But Guys, I was just thinking, man, if I was still in school, I would totally try and take a film class and really break down buddy cop movies and really spend some time to write delve a paper into on the, them. Yeah, just figure out what makes them tick. And Dude, if I have a spare class to take next fall i'm gonna try and find something where i can use that buddy cop research do an entire paper on buddy because i mean there's some buddy cop movies did you ever see um chips it just didn't didn't end up watching chips it's not that good it's just okay and it's like man all the all the ingredients seem to be here but what made it not what made it not good and you know what i mean just kind of play with what's good and absolutely all i know is i've already got yeah Anyways, we're going to work on that, guys. It'll hopefully be out in the next month, our Buddy Cop episode, uh, where we break down the best Buddy Cop movies of all time. Uh, I cannot wait. The modern era. The modern era, I should say. Yeah, well, I think Cop Buddy movies. Cop's a fairly recent genre. No, yeah. that's not true. Like the 80s. Like, I'm thinking, yeah, 80s, 90s, 2000s. Like, we're not going into, yep. like, the 70s and 60s of these potential no. Buddy Cop. Like, no. So no. it has to have a comedic presence. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh-huh. Action comedy. They made action comedy what it is. That's my favorite genre of movie now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So anyways, uh, let's wrap this up, T, because we got to get to talking about what I want to discuss with you. Okay. What do you want to talk about? Homework. Dude. Are you leaving? <laughs> okay, I'm leaving. Okay. Bye, everybody. See ya. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> uh... And she's gone. Dude, I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to talk about success. Okay. And you just told her to stay if you want to talk to her about it. No, 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 no. We can talk without her about it. Okay. He said he doesn't want to talk to you. What is it? She says that's rude. Yeah, I can hear her. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> she said nothing of the sort, you liar. <laughs> Huge Derek trying to start a rift between me and his wife. <laughs> okay. Success. Uh, no, I wanted to talk about uh, how we define success, um, how we perceive it within our society, all those sorts of things. Is it just those that make the news when it comes to success that we like really focus on? And this idea that, especially in sports... Um, that like when a team is incredibly successful why is it that people begin to dislike them oh yeah that's interesting you know what is it about that now the only reason i bring this up is because i am both an avid fan of the Yankees. yankees alabama crimson tides football team and the duke blue devils basketball team which are all three incredibly successful franchise or programs and all three are despised by the majority of sports fans in each of those sports um so of course i love it because i love when people hate on my team count us out and yet we keep winning (laughs) but i mean that's why people hate it because your smugness (laughs) <laughs> but I wonder if it's the fact that like they hate it because we continually win or if they hate it because they know that they'll never achieve it. Well, no, I think the honest sports fan hopes their team does achieve it. 
and would love, like, just love to see that despised team lose at the hands of their team. It is kind of weird, though. I think, I don't know, people, you were just conditioned to be jealous and hateful of people or programs or successful things. That's a good point. Why does it bother us so much? Because I know it bothers me. Yeah, when a, an opposing team, you know, a rival team is doing better than the team I'm supporting. And if we carry on the sports analogy. And yeah, it doesn't make a ton of sense. Yeah. 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 I mean, I also kind of think about it on a personal level. Um, when, you know, you might have a friend who's becoming super successful in life. Uh, the, some of you guys may be listening and going, you know, someone who's like really made it big. Um, you know, whether it's financial success or... Um, success in the sense of like fame in their particular field uh and yet we begin to like grow i don't know if it's jealous envious um but i think a lot of the time we always want to pull people down to whatever level we do. we're at and i i've just been like really racking my brain about this because it's something that's been on my mind for several weeks now um and i just don't get where it comes from yeah, it's weird, and it probably has something to do with just the competitive nature of humanity, or even deeper than that, maybe it's like the sphere of inadequacy in ourselves, if we're talking about, you know, personal or individual success, where it's like, man, that person did that thing that was so great, and I'm not doing anything I feel is that great, and so you want to say, well, it's because they did this bad thing, and they did this, and I was more principled. And I at least have the, you know what I mean? You want to make sure that for some reason they're successful because of something that was either a luck or that they did that was wrong. And you can just, I don't know, you know what I mean? You just want to not feel that you just weren't as talented as they were. Yeah. You know, it's just a competitive, at least that's maybe how I feel sometimes. And it's petty and it's kind of, kind of dumb. But. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, I'm no, guilty but. of it just as much as anyone else's. Um, but I, I just began to like reflect on it. The other thing I was going to ask you about is when you succeed in life, do you think it is possible to continue to surround yourself with the same people? Or do you think that as you succeed, you need to get away from those that are unsuccessful in life or those with a lower morale or a kind of a lesser mentality and surround yourself with others that are successful? You know, that is a, a very interesting question because I think, you know, there's a lot of slogans and sayings about surrounding yourself with successful people. And I think yeah, it sounds cruel, but I do see some value depending on the nature of the people who you're surrounding yourself with in, in putting people around you who, are also ambitious and and value that drive that makes people successful. Um, I don't know the the idea of actively weaning weaning out certain people because they're just not on your plane seems super pretentious. But but um, at the same time, is that not how some of the people who have been the most successful in life have risen to that level? I think is so. By cutting kind of cutting the weakest links from their life that have yeah or just not making know, time for them right yeah, it's, it's just, just like they're just low on the totem pole i think it's just dead weight sometimes and as messed up as that sounds and i i sometimes wonder if that's where some of that like um that disdain for successful people comes from 
No, I, I see that. I could see that too. Um, particularly, yeah, if that person is successful and they used to hang out and now they don't and now you think. But I mean, I think we talked about this a little bit. For example, um, you know, sometimes you play, like I play volleyball, so it might, might, might not be the, the best um, right. analogy, but it is awful. And this may be true for many sports, depending on your perspective, I guess. But I hate when I am one of the best players on the team. Because it's like, man, this is feels like kind of a waste of my time. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you want to play with people who are better than you or yeah, at you your wanna level play at up. least. You want to play up. You don't want to play down. Yeah. You want to, I don't know, you know, I mean, same thing though. If, someone, if everyone's really good and you're just struggling to keep up, it, it takes a, the right kind of person to be okay with being that bad and still yeah. playing through it and playing well. But it's like never be the smartest guy in the room type of mentality. Right. You never want to be in a room where you're the person because it's like, what's the, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like you don't, you, you want to get out of that room and get into a room where you've got to learn to, to try and to, to carry your weight and keep up. Do you, do you think then the mentality of being um, the big fish in a small pl- pond is like a good one or a negative one? Or is it just based off of the person? Because I, I, think- I hear you, but... To a sense, it it does kind of make my ego feel a little better when I am the smartest person in a room, when people are looking to me for my opinion and my advice because they value it and think that what I have to say is like kind of of worth. Totally. And I like that too. That's the danger of it. It's just like it's good. It feels nice to be that guy and to be a big shot. But it's like... I don't know. That's that. It builds complacency. It doesn't have to, obviously, but it it makes you feel like you're. you're oh, I know this stuff from there or whatever. And right. I think that's so dangerous, right? When when all of a sudden you can be the smartest guy in the room, and you can sort of fall back onto your heels and be like, well, you know, I got these guys beat. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so obviously this is not like a a general like never ever be the smartest guy in the room. You just generally try to make sure you're surrounding yourself with people who you can learn things from who are better at you than you than things you want to be good at and you know if you end up all sometimes being the smartest guy in the mirror some you know it's not like a never let this happen always let this happen type of situation but absolutely speaking but i think anyways now that we have to verbalize it you know i never really put put it to words before but for sure for sure yeah no i mean i guess like the last thing i really want to hit on this is the idea of success and happiness and do they go hand in hand and if not is one more important than the other um and the only reason i bring this up is i think when i think of success i think of you know celebrities people who have like mastered their craft or and are in the public spotlight and then you see how many of these people struggle with addictions or you know failed relationships or stuck with harvey weinstein to get there yeah well you know just like (laughs) all these well yeah but like you know you see a guy like harvey weinstein or kevin spacey and you know they're at the top of their craft and then this stuff comes out and they're they're really they're scumbags yeah at the end of the day you know and it's like is is their success equate like are they happy as successful humans or or do you think one outweighs the other in their lives and not just those two in particular but anyone who's successful at anything like 
Do you think Warren Buffett has always been a happy guy as he succeeded yeah. in everything he's done, or Jeff Bezos, or you know, uh, why can't it? Bill Gates? That's the Bill guy. Gates. You know, only yeah. the richest guy oh. in the world. But uh, not anymore, man. He spent too much. Jeff Bezos oh, yeah. took over. <laughs> that's right. That's right. He's Jeff only... Bezos doesn't spend that much. Apparently, he doesn't do much philanthropic <laughs> work. Mean, give Give Bill a break, folks. All right, he's only curing diseases in the world. You know. <laughs> I was, I mean, what did we say? He single-handedly ridded India of yeah, polio. Of polio. It was, it was funny. Polio. I was listening to Neil deGrasse Tyson's podcast today, <laughs> and they were like, yeah, so Bill Gates estimated is estimated to have saved the lives of six million people. Wow. <laughs> saved their lives. And they were like, that's how you be a kick-ass billionaire, not like Batman. <laughs> can, can I just say... Eat, eat it. Eat it, Bruce Wayne. That's how you save lives. <laughs> How does Bill Gates not have a Nobel Prize? Does he not? Oh, he doesn't need a Nobel Prize. But I mean, that's that's incredible. Very philanthropic man. Um, you know, that's the thing that's tough, right? You wonder, you always hear stories of quote unquote successful people who are just not happy. You hear the stories of like Chester Bennington and um, right. Robin Williams and yeah. all these guys who committed suicide. And it's really sad. Um, Robin Williams is a great example because you look at Robin Williams in the public eye and it's like, who is greater than that guy? You know, who had a better personality, who didn't love watching Robin Williams movies, you Mm -hmm. know, and even, you know, when he passed away, I remember all the late night talk show hosts doing, you know, um, kind of tributes to him. And, uh, if you guys get a chance, I would definitely encourage you to YouTube, um, Conan O'Brien on Robin Williams. He, he shares some really cool stories about, you know, his personal relationship with him. And it's just like, even off camera, this guy was just an awesome, awesome human. And you would think that he would just be, like, happy with his life, with his how successful he's been. And yet, you know, obviously that wasn't the case. Yeah, I mean, and it's so sad. And you wonder, though, and maybe this is just wishful thinking, but I would love to think, I would absolutely love to think, there is a way to be successful professionally. Some people would say success is being happy, but do you, do you know what I mean? Successful yeah. and happy. There's got to be a way to do it. And maybe that's just not the way you can do it. And maybe it means you're less wealthy and you are happy. I don't know, but I right. feel like there's got to be people who are quite successful and have managed to find a way to also be happy. But maybe we only hear the stories of people who are successful and it's cost them their happiness. You know what I mean? Because that's a that's a story. The guy who has all the money and all the happiness. Nobody wants to hear about that guy. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> Everyone would hate that guy. Yeah, that's a dick. Oh <laughs> uh, man. Um, Anyways, it's just those are my thoughts on success. And no, that's interesting. Just things that I, I mean, want to bring up. That's, I I was uh, I'm teaching a financial literacy course this week, oh, cool. and and part of the things we talk about is what does it mean to be wealthy? You know, we could swap in success there and. Yeah. You know, we have a couple different pictures we put up, like a yacht and just a family playing. And we just, just want to get the kids. Yeah, go ahead. Can I just point out, yachts are definitely how you define wealthy. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> right? I just put a picture of a big boat up and be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know what it is about rich people and boats, but man, they love their own boats. Um, but no, we're just trying to get the kids to think that wealth, you know, if is it's what you want it to be to be really you know are you a wealthy person because you have lots and lots of money yeah I suppose by one definition but you can be a wealthy person you know if you you know got a decent wage roof over your head loving family 
and you feel wealthy, you feel rich, you don't, you live a good life. You know what I mean? And so, I don't know. It's one of those things, eh? Yeah. One of those. It's it's true, but it's also just like kind of the idea that like I don't know. I think you know if you don't have a successful mentality in life, um, you're obviously bound to fail. Like, there's no way to succeed if you're not thinking about succeeding. Yeah. And what would you say? What would you define as success? Like, if you were like. 10 years, let's, let's, maybe this is too personal, but five, 10 years from now, you're successful if. I think on the most basic level, I think success is being a step forward tomorrow than when you, from where you are today as, you know, okay. cliche and, you know, incredibly like metaphorical as that is or whatever you want to call it. Um, but I think each person is going to define success differently um for myself i want to know what you yeah for myself success is gonna be you know if i'm in i don't know a, a job that i love um with you know uh a podcast that people are still wanting to listen to nice um, that i will have you know friends and family still being part of my life and being an active part of my life um and that hopefully I'll be contributing to my community in some way. And this isn't just, you know, some fair weather kind of dream, but it's something that I am inspired to try and be like, do more about. Uh, it's just a matter of like figuring like getting motivated enough to get off my butt and actually do something in my community and figuring out the best way for myself to kind of get connected that way. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so well, I think that's, that's I, I think as silly as those sound because they sound so cliche and so um, broad, but like those are really the things. I mean, you'd have to check in in five years to ask and say, Matt, do you feel like you've succeeded? And I'll be able to tell you yes or no. Um, but I think at the end of the day, a lot of it's just going to be, you know, realizing dreams that I have today and seeing them become reality. Um, again, with another you know, silly, uh, <laughs> saying, but it's just, it's the truth. It, it really is. You know, um, there's, there's a gentleman named Herm Edwards who used to be a, an NFL coach. And he had this saying once, um, I don't even know where I heard it, but he makes the quote that a, a goal without a plan is just a wish. Yeah, and I live by that. I I really do. I think about that almost daily as I try to achieve my goals. And I get yourself a plan. And it's it is about having that plan, and it's about seeing that plan fulfill every day. And I think for a lot of people, if you're listening to this and you're going, man, like this is exactly what I need to hear. Maybe this is the last thing you want to hear. Um, but if you want to succeed in life, I think that's very much a big part of it. Whether depending on what you define as success if you want to be the ceo of a giant corporation then you, you got to start somewhere it ain't mm -hmm. gonna happen overnight no one's coming knocking on your door saying hey do you want this job it turns out yeah. it's an awesome one you know like get real you you know people that are incredibly successful in things like the corporate world the financial world um other areas of society like you know the arts um it, it's years and years of dedication and hard work and, and loving what you're doing. And I think that's that's a big part of it, T, is loving what you're doing. Yeah, I, 
that's why I kind of question the happiness thing because I don't know that I will ever I don't think I would ever want to succeed at something that I don't love doing interesting you know yeah no I hear you I hear you and yeah I don't know <sighs> I I just think that like if you said you know it doesn't matter what it is even if it was like becoming that CEO of a of a giant corporation and making you know an outrageous salary and and they give me a yacht, even though it's a taxable benefit, folks. For those of you who are wondering if you're giving me Not a yacht by if you incorporate it in the Cayman Islands <laughs> by Appleby Law Firm. Oh, are we getting into that soon? Paradise Papers. Perfect. Yeah. I, I, well, I was hoping that was going to be... Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, I, I don't think I would be happy with that. I don't think I'd be satisfied. That That isn't what I see as being success and happiness. I'm with you, but I wouldn't say, I would say that has a bit, no bearing either way. You know, like you could have it, you couldn't. Yeah. Um, I, don't I don't know. Anyways, all I'm saying is, folks, you know, trying to be inspirational here. Don't ask me why today we've decided to try and inspire you. But uh, I like that, though. I feel like that's a, the, the a goal without a plan is just a wish. Yeah, her you know what? I'm, you know, we've been talking about stuff like that, and I'm going to go tonight at least. I hope. Going to hit the gym? And just, no, I don't. Oh, I don't, okay, never mind. My, my goal, to get big? Like, I don't care about that. <laughs> I was more thinking stay healthy, maybe live another 50 well, years. Yeah, I don't stay healthy. Team. Stay healthy is fine. I don't, doesn't mean I'm going to hit the gym all the time. Anyways, um, <laughs> Mike, I just wanted to write down a goal. Okay. And write down some simple plans. And I think that exercise for all our listeners in itself has value. Just putting pen to paper. Just do it. See what happens. Yeah. 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 Write down a goal. Write down any lofty goal. It doesn't matter if it's a simple one that you can achieve by tomorrow. And then make up a couple steps that you think will get you there. Like, even if it's, I want to get eight hours of sleep tonight. That's great. That's That's no Set the bar higher. That's just... (laughs) (laughs) If that's the only goal you want to make... That's the goal you need. And then just set up the plan so that you're in bed eight hours before... About Wash it down with the Benadryl. Actually, good to go. <laughs> actually, for sure, make sure you're in bed at least eight and a half hours before you want to go to sleep. But there you go. Uh, or before you want to get up. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, succeed in life, folks. Succeed in life. And with that, T, all I want to say is uh, I wrote a Facebook post er, last week and just talked about how we've been on the air for a year. Um, and we just want to say thank you to everyone who's listened, who's downloaded an episode, who's told their friend about it. Uh, we want to say thanks to all those lovely, you know, downloads we've gotten around the world, not just in Canada, which I mean, don't get me wrong. If you're Canadian and you're listening to this, we do appreciate your business and by business, I mean, just downloading and listening to it. Listenership. Um, but we want to say thanks to all of you fine folks in the United States as we've probably got close uh, maybe not close to half the states, but we definitely have a significant amount of states and states I would have never expected to have downloaded an episode. Like Hawaii? So, uh, not Hawaii. Mm. But I think there was one from Pennsylvania. Oh, that's a good state. So it's like, thanks, Pennsylvania. Whoever you are in Pennsylvania, we appreciate it. Scranton, PA. Yep. <laughs> we- <laughs> Love the office. <laughs> and I mean, we have, we have uh, our faithful follower. Shout out to Brooks Lindblad, who lives over in North Carolina. And whoever is downloading California, you're you're awesome. That's Elon, man. We keep talking about Elon, Elon Musk. He's still downloading. If, if Elon's <laughs> chilling and just listening, I, I would love it. 
Appreciate it. Uh, I don't care what everybody says. You're doing great. You keep it up. Of course, our international downloads. Um, I'm going to assume if you've been listening to us, you speak English. Uh, so we just want to say thanks to all of you guys as well. Um, it's yeah. it's cool. We to have, have to assume that because we can't speak any other languages. <laughs> but it's cool to have an enterprise. <laughs> I don't know if enterprise is the right word, but enterprise that like is reaching people around the globe. That that's the world we live in, and uh, I at least want to say thanks. And I'm sure Tarek does too. But thank you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and here is to another great year. Um. Yeah, it's it's going to be a good one gonna be good so with that t you got hit us with one quick news story no news today what zero news zero news dude i've got news then okay what do you got uh hang on i'm i'm looking her up right now because this was a crazy one okay uh you say so oh that it's a pretty crazy one here guys and now it's just rumor at this point, so I'm not. I, I may be like pre-breaking news here, but apparently Fox News or Fox Corporation, whatever you want to call them, has entered discussions to be bought by Disney. Ooh, man! I feel like antitrust should get in there and say, "Listen, Disney, you can't own everything." <laughs> <laughs> but I just I was shocked by that one. I won't lie. Yeah, you know what? Disney's getting set. To, we talked about this. Release their own streaming service in a few years. And they may own just about all the good content besides other streaming services. You know, the network or, you know, like traditional network content. They'll have access to just about all of it, you know. And so they just got piles of cash to buy whoever they want, really. So we'll see. Yeah, anyways, I thought, I wonder what that really does for. Oh. Uh, what that does for kind of media do you think it makes a big difference well no i don't think on the outside many people will notice much of a difference i don't think you know they're going to change the way fox is doing things much um what i do think is i could be wrong i should look into it more but i think it might be a content play for their own streaming service and just because they're a media corporation disney they probably got tons of cash they're like well what should we invest in and then they off Fox News, maybe you know, so right, right, yeah, could just be a simple business move, you know, like what are we good at? Media, okay, let's see what media options are available. Oh, Fox <laughs> News seems to be good, let's buy Fox News, you know, yeah, is true. it Fox News or Fox the network? I think it's just Fox as a whole that yeah, they're, okay. they're officially in in bids. I, I don't really know what it does. I mean, Disney already owns things like ESPN and ABC. So maybe they just become another conglomerate of like ABC2 and another section of ESPN. I don't really know. Yeah, but I mean, uh, they're going to have a lot of competing, quote unquote, competing programming, right? Because Fox yeah, Sports competes yeah. with ESPN. Absolutely. Fox competes with ABC. And, I yeah. mean, it's all money in Disney's pocket at the end of the day. But <laughs> That's exactly it. That's exactly The illusion it. of competition. That's why I think maybe an antitrust regulator should get in there. I mean... I do feel like the major traditional networks have been suffering some profitability due to Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, and the yeah. like. But, you know, maybe that's why they'll get a, a pass on that. But what if Disney owns all traditional media? You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, and that's and that's a valid concern, too. I, I don't know if that makes a huge difference or not. But, 
Anyways, that, cool. was my, that was my breaking news story. For I now. like it. I like it. So hopefully, if that happens by this Friday, <laughs> when you guys are consuming this, you'll be like, oh my gosh, Matt was Maddie so far ahead of it. There you go. We'll see uh, Homer Simpson, the next Lion King movie remake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, did you see that? A little quick I heard rewind about it. To, uh, to our pop culture minute, Beyonce is being cast as Nala. Nala, yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. I think it'll be good, but in my mind, I'm like, this is going to be huge. And Beyonce's not an actress. She's a singer first. Like, I know she's acted before. Yeah. But it is voice primarily, I think. And yeah. so, you know, hopefully she, she, she does well. Oh, man. All I know is, dude, it's, there's going to be some good soundtrack bits to that now. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's an all-star cast, you know. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Donald Glover, I believe, has been cast Donald Glover. as well. And then DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled is in it? <laughs> I think so. Who is well, I can he imagine play? Like, before they sing the song at the beginning, he just yells out, <laughs> DJ Collins. <laughs> the best music. <laughs> and then Lion King starts. Oh, man, I would love that. I, I would go to the theater just to watch that case. And Tone and Puma, they don't sing. They don't sing Akuna Matata. They just sing, I all I do is win, 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 no matter what. I wonder who he's going to play. I really do wonder who he's going to play. I didn't make that up because that would be hilarious if I oh, did. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> could you imagine if he's like uh, Zazu? Well, I could see. Actually, I've never actually heard him speak. I've only heard him yell stuff on on, on music <laughs> videos. I'm looking it up right now, ladies and gentlemen. Take a look. Is DJ Khaled oh online? Oh my gosh! Can I just point out? <laughs> I don't think that's true. Just go to images when you do it, and there's a great one that's like the <laughs> first him dressed image. as a lion. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see, let's see. It says DJ DJ Khaled celebrate son Assad's first birthday with an epic jungle team themed dance party for a one year old. But I don't think he's in the movie. I think I made all that up. Okay. So that's my bad. He I'm might just be singing in the soundtrack. I'm literally reading it right now, okay? So here's who's gonna be in the Lion King. You guys can look this up at complex.com if you want. Many people to read them all out. Um Donald Glover is Simba, Beyonce is Nala, James Earl Jones reprising Mufasa. Uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor is going to be Scar. Oh, that's uh, Black Panther. Anyways, keep going. Definitely not Black Panther. Is it not? Chiwetel Ejiofor, 12 Years a Slave, bro. Okay, my bad, my bad. Um, Alfrey Woodard? I don't know who that is. Uh, she's playing Sarabi, who is... Uh, Simba's mom. Simba's mom. John Oliver is playing Zazu. That's a good casting choice. Um, John Caney? I don't. Kenny, Kenny is playing Rafiki. Seth Rogen is playing Pumbaa. Oh, another good casting choice. Uh, Billy Eichner is playing Timon. I don't know who that is. Eric Andre is playing Azizi. I don't know who that is. You don't know Eric Andre? He's pretty funny. No, I don't know who Azizi is. I don't know. Who oh, Eric Andre. Azizi is one of the uh, hyenas. Oh, okay. Um, Florence. Kasumba is playing Shenzi, who was played by Whoopi Goldberg back in the cartoon. Keegan Michael Key as uh, Kamari. Kamari. I don't know why we decided to go through this entire cast. Hey, look, all right. I'm excited <laughs> for this. Lion King is one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, it's going to be great. I'm excited about Aladdin, too. I think these next. I wasn't excited about any other Disney remakes. These next two, I'm really excited about. Really? Yeah. I guess I haven't really watched a lot of them. I've watched Cinderella. 
Beauty and the Beast. I have not watched Jungle That's Book. That's all of them, is it not? Oh, okay. No, I watched Jungle, Jungle Book. Book. I haven't watched that one. I like that one. I didn't care much for Cinderella or Beauty and the Beast when I was a kid. Really? Uh, I, I never actually watched Cinderella until like 2011. Um, <laughs> so the new one where it's like live action, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, Beauty and the Beast I thought was awesome. Well, to a point, I really didn't like them casting Ian McKellen. But anyways, we are way over time. People are probably getting sick of us talking about Disney And honestly, movies. guys, it looks like I really made up the DJ Khaled Lion King connection. Oh, I I'm not sure where I got it, it from. Maybe he's but... going to be the executive producer on the soundtrack. Who knows? Yeah. Wouldn't that I be mean, awesome, DJ Khaled? That would be. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I just want to hear it part we did the movie. <laughs> DJ, DJ Khaled. Khaled. We the best. <laughs> we the best music. <laughs> P.S. Did you know his son, who is turning one year old? He went. He's one already. I thought. Uh, no, he would have just turned one. Okay. Um, was the executive producer on his last uh, album? I love it. Youngest <laughs> producer in music history, folks. <laughs> like All six months old. All he does is win. Dude, could you imagine if your dad was DJ Khaled? How outrageous <laughs> would your life be? Well, he threw him a jungle-themed dance party for his first oh, birthday. Oh, man. That would be... I'd love... I feel like it'd be better if my son was friends with DJ Khaled's son. That would be the ideal situation. <laughs> well, dude, start having kids and move to L.A. I feel oh, Mr. Like Khaled. Nice to meet you. Mr. Khaled. I wonder if that's his first name or his last name. I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Let's wrap this up. You folks cool. have a wonderful Catch you guys week. later. Peace out.